0: to death that nefesh its wrong about literally everything.
1: I'm ready to cut loose myself. (laughs) The Christian experience has to be sacrificed.
0: Mm -hmm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the Apostolic Commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life.
1: Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. greetings welcome to rlm tv
0: amen welcome back
1: it's good to be here in the fresh glory thank you father for what you're doing in everyone's life who's tuning in and learning how to stay raptured the circumcision is to have citizenship in the heavenly jerusalem so everything that god is doing in your life is to raise you from the dead this is why it's written in psalms 23 though i walk through The valley of the shadow of death. That means you're not staying there. You're not staying in shadows. You're not staying in death. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Which is the leadership of your soul out of where you are right now into a higher place that God has already prepared for you. But there is a walk. (laughs) Yea, though I walk. Which means you have to keep moving forward and upward in Christ. You have the high calling that's in Christ Jesus, which means all the lower things of the earth have to be pruned out of your heart, out of your mind, your thought life, all of your belief systems, your culture. It's a huge issue. The family idolatry, connections to the past, memories, damaged emotions. Satan really tries to beat people up through rejection, through an orphan spirit, uh, through Bitterness through lust is a destroyer of destiny. In fact, that's what I want to talk about. God has been teaching me how Edom works in the earthly, counterfeiting everything. And your citizenship is in Edom through one thing immorality. Your citizenship is in Israel, that's written in Revelation, through one thing the morality or the virginity of jesus christ that's what revelation says and everyone that dwells in those heavenly realms are virgins they have not defiled themselves with women it is written so that your purity is actually your covenant with jesus you have to keep your end of the bargain you cannot be immoral and have a relationship with jesus christ it is a breach in the relationship it's a breach in the contract. And so the Holy Spirit is sent forth to purify you from all unrighteousness. God is faithful to remove those sp- those stains, those spots, those things in your garments that defile you, that have citizenship with other kingdoms of demons and not with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. So what we want to do tonight is purify and wash your garments. As it's written, I will be a launderer, soap. And I will be a refiner's fire upon them. In Malachi, it is written. That is the purification of your garments. That's the purification of the garments of your heart. Not so much the garments, although the outer man will clean up. And your apartments, your condos, your townhouses, your houses, they will all be clean. The outside gets clean. The outside of the cup, which is where your consciousness is usually, as the inside of the cup as the inner man is cleaned the outer man is consequently all cleaned up and so what we want to focus on is the cleaning of the heart so as the heart is cleaned, this is where you deal with all the roots all the water sources the springs of life everything of your inner man that makes your existence of your outer man a reality in your consciousness now this is called the forgiveness of sins forgiveness of sin is the cleaning of the cup through the circumcision of the heart so the outside is sparkling as it's written crystal clear and sparkling revelation 22 verse 1 that's the throne of what the lamb what is the function of the lamb not just something through theology that we talk about as a name of jesus but the function of the lamb is the removal of sins the passover lamb was slain so that the blood of Jesus was smeared on the doorpost, on the top of the post, on the left side and the right side, according to Torah, and Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb, so that we can exit the earthly valley of the shadow of death, by the Passover lamb, the angel of death passed over, and did not afflict the Israelites, because the blood was on the doorpost, the doorpost represents Your mind, your center. Notice it was over the top, and it was on the left side, and it was on the right side. So the blood was put in three places so that they could go up and that they could also move over. They had to go up spiritually, mentally, morally, and they had to leave Egypt and laterally go across the Red Sea and then keep going into the Promised Land, which is Zion, which is a new citizenship with the purification of the Nefesh. So, even though there was lateral movement and lateral repentance from Egypt to Zion in Torah, there was also vertical repentance, as it's written, Come up the mountain and be holy. And the glory cloud of Yadavavhe rested on the top of the mountain, and those that remained below the mountain, off the mountain, all perished in the wilderness because of unbelief so we read in torah that faith is our resurrection in the word of god and torah is jesus christ that's john chapter one in the beginning was the word or in the beginning was torah how many all know christians they don't really teach this in many churches but it's clearly written in the word that jesus christ is the law of the father So anyone who is stewarding Jesus Christ on the inside of them is fulfilling all the law. But if their heart is not stewarding the spirit of Jesus Christ, they're still under the law of condemnation because they've disobeyed the new contract, the new covenant.
0: Amen. The Father's promise, the law of love, the rainbow, the glory, the emerald, rainbow round his throne and brilliant colors, colors that we've not seen on the earth yet. The brilliance, the brightness, the radiance, the Zohar of the supernal ark, it's Jesus Christ. He is the promise. He is the light, uncreated light. He is the Word of God, and He existed in the beginning, before time began. He was slain before the foundations of the world. He came in the flesh and He died for the forgiveness of the sins of the world, that all who call upon His name might be saved and he said if you abide in me and my word abides in you ask anything and I'll give it to you where is his name and how can you abide in him the word in his word abide in you for that to happen you'll have to become one with the Godhead married to God to be one as they are one. It's not something to the Father. They can step inside of each other, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So to answer Jesus's prayer, we'd like to be the angels that answer Jesus's prayer in this generation. What was his prayer? That they might be one even as we are one. What is that one? Echad. Echad, the Lord your God is one God, the Shema. When they ask Jesus what's the most important, why does he start talking about the Shema? The Lord your God is one God, and you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands, and my commands are not burdensome. Obedience to Jesus Christ, the Spirit of Jesus, fulfills the law of love. If you love me, you obey Jesus Christ. It's better that I leave and send the Holy Ghost with the tongues of fire, with the Lashon HaKodesh, because then you will receive the down payment. And if you are faithful with little, I will give you more and more of my Lashon Hakkadesh. That's the ability of the Holy Speech. holy tongue and where you are steering the rudder of the ship which is the tongue that's where you'll go but if what you speak on the outside is false and it's not in agreement with what's in your heart there's no ability to go in the direction that you want to go. It's a broken rudder. Lashon Hakadesh is not saying the correct answer, the correct thing. It also includes that automatically. But if what is in the heart is not the same as what is coming out of the mouth, In regards to holiness, righteousness. Being a son of God in whom there is no guile. There is no treacherousness. There is no edomite. There is no wickedness. When you must live up to only what? What did the apostle write? Only what we have already attained. Hold tight to it. That means the current level of circumcision and teaching that you've received. Be faithful with that. So what you've already attained, now speak that, live that, and then your tongue and your heart will agree. And when your tongues are holy, You can become a servant, a flame of fire. But it's not the appearance from knowing what you should say. Because in your brain and even in your heart, you know what you're supposed to be like. But if your nature isn't like that, but you're speaking as if you were, that is the deception of the knowledge of good, which is Satan's kingdom of the appearance of light, that is false light, that is religion, that is the white serpent. Our tongues must agree with the spirit. We must become one with God. He says these three witnesses in the heaven they are one and these three witnesses in the earth they are in unison. So first in the below realm you must become in unison with the spirit, the water, and the blood. So the blood speaks, and that blood that speaks, watch what blood is speaking through you, there is a blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel, even though Abel was righteous, his blood still cries for revenge. The blood of Jesus is the blood of a better covenant, cosmic righteousness. He speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He had power and authority over the grave, over death and Hades, and he has given us the keys of the kingdom. are you going to do with the time given to you? Whose words are you going to speak? Now, when you secretly love sin, but you know that you're supposed to love God, you're supposed to love righteousness, you'll find that you try to say and do the right things, but it is false light. It's religion. It is the essence of satanic deception. You must become transformed by the renewing of your mind through revelation of the Word of God as the person of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. No other gods and no other way. He is the way, the truth and the life and no one returns to the Father except through this way, which is Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. But earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and the best gifts and graces, the higher gifts, the mountain gifts, and the choicest graces. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way, one that is better by far, and the highest of them all. So the Bible says, we're going to show you the highest way. Now, the greatest counterfeit that you all deal with when you transition out of the charismatic earthly into the charismatic heavenly is this lower earthly counterfeit of false love. Since we all know as the standard doctrine for thousands of years that God is love and as Christians we're supposed to love everyone. It is not love unless it is First Corinthians twelve thirty one, in the heavens in the highest way in the highest order which is the sapphire stones which is the path to the father's throne and you have to understand to come out of the earthly. There is a transition through the heavens of the angelic. To be in unity of the brethren, you must first be in unity with the angels. Because we're not in unity with earthly Edomites. We're not in unity with hell, (laughs) which is the earthly and the human. You have to first, first step, is be in unity with the holy angels. The holy angels are stationed on their rungs in the heavens between God's throne and man's fall. Okay, so you'll grow in unity with the angels as it's written in First Enoch. And in those days, Enoch was with the angels. What does that mean? He had to have unity with the angels before he had unity with God. That's standard Christian doctrine. But a lot of times we think in our error, in our immaturity, we can just go into union with God And just skip all the angels. That's not biblical. The New Testament says the exact opposite. That we inherit union through the ministering spirits. Which are angels. Hebrews it is written. So all of this transition is the ministry of the word of God. To get you into that higher angelic order. It is an angelic protocol. It is an angelic culture. The enemy of angelic culture is your human culture. Your human identity instead of angelic identity because you're born of God. And what does John 4 24 say? God is angelic. <laughs> That's exactly what it says. God is spirit. Well, the word spirit means angelic. Exactly. So unless we're with the angels, the angels are the ones that transform our minds into being in that culture, that heavenly angelic culture. So the true ministry of the word is 100% angelic. It's 100% prophetic and everything earthly opposes it in the guise of God. And so we want to set straight the way of the Lord because you'll have to go through all the angels and get rid of all that earthly culture that tries to just jump into the promised land without going through the wilderness first. And you have to go through your wilderness. And the wilderness is simply the pulling out of Egypt inside of you so that your inner man can merit the promised land. As it's written, Revelation 22, all rewards of Christianity are merited according to the works that you've done in the flesh. And the righteous garments, the wedding clothes of the Lamb, Revelation says, are the white garments of the works, that the believer has done while in the body apostle paul says that every believer will be judged according to the works they've done in their flesh <laughs> that you know what i mean but nowadays we have the antichrist spirit everywhere in christianity that says Oh, the works of the flesh are not important. I can be in disobedience in finances. I can be in disobedience in every area of my life and walk in false love and just believe in Jesus and grace will abound and I can just fly away to be with God and God still loves me. God's love doesn't change, but his love is angelic. The issue is the angelic is not present with you, only the demonic because of your rebellion in the flesh. Therefore, repentance brings you into the angelic which is meriting the angelic atmosphere as a reward as a first step towards salvation it's true so a lot of the christianity we've known even though there is some fire insurance involved there it is mostly valley of death charismatic falsehood it's going to have to, those are the main strongholds you deal with in believers of jesus christ After you're born again, oftentimes you go to church and just get demonized with strongholds. And any of you that have come out of Edom, even one foot, know that's the truth. And it's not to demonize Christianity. It's to demonize Edom. Huge difference. Revelation says that come out of her, my people, she is a house for every unclean spirit. We know by the spirit of prophecy, being with the prophets and trained by the prophets for 20 years, That that represents all the earthly, all the earthly Christian that is opposed to the heavenly order of Melchizedek, which is righteousness of living in the sapphire stones of God's original design, which we know was the fourth day design of having dominion over sun, government of day, dominion over moon, government of night. And in Edom's Christianity, the believers don't have any. Presence in those places. Why? Because it's secret and sealed. Only the sorcerers are ruling over the Christians, just like Egypt ruled over Israel. And so all of those realms are reserved for Satan and his sons when a Christian is in captivity or an earthly Edomite culture, which is over 99%, and you can say 100% of all Christianity that's in the earth right now and it's set up for judgment into the lake of fire but revelation twelve twelve needs to be a memorized and understood verse clearly in these times this generation needs to understand revelation chapter 12 verse 12 and it says woe to you who live in the earth and now he's writing to believers woe to you christians woe to you speaking in tongues woe to you signs and wonders believers Who live in the earth, whose mindsets and souls are in the earth. Woe to you, for Satan is thrown down to you, but blessed and rejoiced exceedingly, is what it says in context, you believers, you Christians, who live in the cosmos, and that's the Greek word, who live in the heavens there, which literally means, if you study that word, in the stars. (laughs) Blessed are you who live in the stars. Cursed are you who live in the earth. Revelation twelve twelve. That's exactly what it says. So the whole function and purpose of these days is learning true Christianity of Jesus, who is morning star, risen, living amongst the stars, which is the rungs of the angels, and over the stars, which is over the angels. And that is something you will have to learn By repentance and through correct teaching from the apostles of the Lamb, from a place that's in the heavenlies called Jerusalem. Jerusalem below? Not at all. (laughs) What does it say about Jerusalem below? That's where all the strongholds of the demons are in Revelation. That's where the demonic strongholds are based on the Jerusalem below. But the Jerusalem above is first of all pure and has a wisdom that comes down like a gospel scroll in that celestial place and so there's a repentance of jerusalem below which is a government below a christianity below jerusalem below has entirely been given over to edom but jerusalem above is merited as a reward for believers who participate in the resurrection of jesus christ so learning the resurrection Luke chapter 20, the promised land is being raised from the dead while in the body. Philippians 3.11, Amplified Classic. The spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts us out from among the dead, even while in the body. So this is finding the mountain and not staying in the valley. Walking out of the valley onto the mountain through teaching. True, cosmic, righteous, apostolic, prophetic teaching, which is what we need. The daily bread is a teaching resurrection is a teaching salvation is a teaching as it's written faith comes by hearing the word of god well if the faith is not elevating the inner man of the heart into higher realms of glory well guess what you're not hearing the gospel you could sit in a church for 20 years and never elevate that means you're in edom okay now this is a, a true reality, even though it seems severe and it seems extreme. Somebody say in the comments, it's the truth anyhow. All churches that are earthly and not cosmic are in Edom. Okay, the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation two and three are one hundred percent in Edom. Now it's okay to come out of Egypt. There's no condemnation for the exodus and those that are rising right? Because they're in Christ Jesus. Even Jesus came out of Egypt, as it's written, out of Egypt, I draw my son. So you're not condemned for being saved out of Egypt. You're saved as long as you keep moving laterally towards the promised land, which is a purification of the flesh because your flesh still remains on earth. But it's not an earthly Edom. It's not an earthly Egypt. It's now an earthly Zion, which is called new earth. It's a purification of the blood. It's a purification of the brain. It's a purification of the flesh of your heart and the bones and marrow in your bodies. So there is a holy nefesh. But unholy nefesh lives in Edom and Egypt. Holy nefesh lives in Zion and Jerusalem and Israel and is subject and obedient to the heavenly commandment. Who loves me? Jesus Christ said. He said, Peter, do you love me? you agape me and he was answering with phileo i i emotionally like you i emo- i have an emotional level covenant and an emotional level commitment to god but i haven't yet sacrificed my dna for the heavenly order of angels right well the, peter repented and and sacrificed all for the heavenly order it's called the order of righteousness that's called the new covenant government in the book Of Hebrews numerous times very few have put themselves under that heavenly government in these days repentance is a softening of heart and mind into an actual order of cosmic government the word cosmic is the same word as heavenly. I like the word cosmic because the heavenly is often so dulled down in our senses from hearing it hundreds of times through Christian teaching in Edom that we just think heavenly, but it's more of a doctrine than an actual experience. When you say cosmic and cosmic gate and cosmic portal, it's a fresh new understanding. Because what it does is it actually goes into the places where the enemy has stolen the inheritance of the believer. And it brings a fresh renewal of understanding of what's available to them today. And sometimes there's an offense there. Why? Because the demon has your stuff. When you're offended by something, that means the demonic has come into the soul, the mind, the thoughts, the belief systems, the emotions, the culture, the way you live, the way you do things, and it's personal. The demons are very personal but very sly to steal, kill, and destroy from believers only because they're the only ones that have anything worth stealing, right? You don't steal from the realm of the dead. They are the realm of the dead. The realm of the dead is Edom, the goats that only steal from the living, the realm of the living, the sheep. Esau only steals from Jacob, okay? Goats only steal from sheep. Hell only steals from heaven. And you need to understand that's how the universe works. And so when hell steals a lot of stuff, they can build counterfeit uh, systems, counterfeit visions, counterfeit dreams, counterfeit Holy Spirits, counterfeit Jesus's, counterfeit churches, counterfeit Christianities. They've, they've built a counterfeit Garden of Eden. In the invisible world so that people are raptured up into a counterfeit edom and see visions and dreams of principalities and you see that often in these days and that's written in revelation they'll have lying signs and wonders well where are the signs signs in the heavens above and wonders on the earth beneath in the great and terrible day of the lord so they'll have cosmic lying signs and wonders so what is the evidence that we're not in the lie What is written, those outside the city gates who love the lie? The circumcision is our citizenship into the cosmic Jerusalem, and it begins below. How do we know? Because it says the camp could no longer move, for the circumcision as adults required a two-week rest in the wilderness. You could not move the camp the cloud remained and the pillar remained of fire and there was no movement until the circumcision was completed and that represents the complete sanctification in our hearts then we go into the holy spirit then we go into the jordan river then we cross over and confront the seven nations of canaan why because satan is coming and he has nothing in me but if you have not been circumcised of heart when the devil comes He has his whole kingdom in you. (laughs) Therefore, his kingdom is only removed through one thing according to Scripture, the sword of the Spirit, not used on others, used on hell in your own hearts, which is a corruption of the DNA. And the worst part of hell, and this is mainly what you deal with, you obviously do deal with the lust and you do with the overt rebellion, the wrongdoing, The alcohol, the casual drinking of sipping saints who drink more alcohol than they do actually of the Holy Spirit, making them completely lukewarm. Alcohol, we know, is entirely taught by the fallen angels. There needs to be an en masse repentance from alcohol drinking to river of life drinking. And it's a holiness. It's not a religiosity. It's not a do and don't. It is a consecration for a better drink. It's a satisfaction on the heavenly substances which which the Lord Jesus Christ provides. And when we begin to indulge in the heavenly, the repentance of the hellish is automatic. But if there's not an indulgence on the heavenly, eating the heavenly bread, drinking the heavenly wine of Jesus Christ's flesh and blood, which is that path of ascension, His path of blood, His path of flesh that we eat, which is the path of the sapphire stones, which is eating a certain type of bread. This type of bread is literally eating gemstones. Into your spirit, man, into your born-again spirit, you begin to digest gemstone revelation, believer's rewards. It's an emanation of sapphire stones. It's no longer a stone of offense. Why? Because it's working in the divine nature in you. A separate divine nature? No. The divine nature shared with you through being born again. You're born of God, which means you have His nature, but He is also a separate person from you, discipling that nature in you. You are not God. You are sons and daughters of God. And if you don't have the fear of God training up that nature in you, you get very pompous, you get very haughty. You, this self-righteousness in a christianity that works with now my righteousness because my belief systems are the same as the new testament and you see that's why the fear of the lord is so rare these days because they get puffed up in pride by having truth without the spirit of truth what is pride christian pride that white magic that white sorcery, that magic spell of religiosity that so many indulge in to their own destruction. It's having truth apart from the fear of the Lord. It's like you have knowledge of the Holy Spirit, the teachings of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit not inside your eyes. The Holy Spirit not inside your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you receive from God. You're not your own. Therefore, honor God with your body. First Corinthians 6.19 Therefore, we need to have a reverence walking in the fear of the Lord, inheriting salvation. What? Through fear and trembling. What's the fear? It's not the cowardliness. It's not the worry about money. It's not the worry about all these things that worldly fear that demons have. It's not a demonic fear. It's not a religious fear. It's not an unrighteous fear. It's the fear of the Lord that is clean. It is written. The fear of the Lord is clean. And the fear of the Lord is pure. What the fear of the Lord produces is the champagne glory. The sparkling Shekinah that I can feel actually emanating through my eyes as I'm telling you about it. There's a manifestation right now of the fear of the lord where does the fear of the lord go the bible says before your eyes that means the covenant is kept when the eyes have a reverential fear and awe of the holy spirit and it's not just this lukewarmness where i can still do my own thing and rebel listen the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord which is a reverence in your eyes The covenant of your eyes is the covenant of the fear of the Lord, which is stewarding the Holy Spirit in your eyes. Until you do that, there's no covenant with your eyes, and you will be exceedingly demonized. You're exceedingly demonized until there is a fear of the Lord in the eyes. So, have nothing to do with demons. We command repentance. Well, you know, we, we don't pray for you. Okay, that's not we don't pray for that demons in your eyes no you repent that's not something that we cater to that's something we command repentance as it's written god commands repentance it's a commandment and the commandment goes into the eyes and now there's a fear there instead of a lust there there's a fear there instead of a lukewarmness there people have so little of the fear of the lord that's why there's so little wisdom and so little reverence for actual maturity now actual maturity requires obedience if you don't obey with your senses you can never grow in christ okay so give us our daily bread who receives it only he who wants and desires teaching well who wants and desires teaching teaching the higher teaching of the commandment of jesus christ only those who are previously obedient in yesterday's food. Everyone else tunes out. Everyone else stops listening, which means they stop eating the daily bread. They're not here anymore. They've gone away and they're in rebellion. They're out there in Edom. A lot of them are in denial. Well, it'll be exposed. The Holy Spirit can send forth to these lost sheep and let them be convicted to return into the obedience with their eyes and a reverential fear and awe of God so they can have that champagne glory sparkling through their eyes amen and just like you must go through the angels to get to God you must go through the apostles we said well now I have an individual well no prophecy of scriptures for individual interpretation you're a rebel you're a rebel. You hate the government of God and you're self-governed, which is the very definition of the Antichrist, a self-government. I just need the teaching, but I don't obey anything, the apostles say. That's most Edomites. They don't have any actual obedience, but they come and they'll listen and they'll say, oh, we know you're a prophet or a prophetic voice in this generation, but they don't obey anything. There's no actual financial obedience. There's no sanctifying the natural realm, bringing their natural realm into the government of zion of the increase of his government and peace there be no end. of the increase of that government that means the increase of the obedience to the heavenly word a people that desire the heavenly word now the bible says the knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea well knowledge of the glory is everyone shall know the lord it is written but notice it's called water and just like water and the surface it's all the same You look at water, it's the same level, called sea level, on the whole planet Earth. And yet the depths are very, very different. So the knowledge of the Lord that covers the Earth is everyone knowing the Lord, but the depths of knowing Him is drastically different. There are some depths that are so deep we haven't even discovered the life that's living there in the natural realm in our earthly oceans. (laughs) just as a parable of the depths of knowing God. So we have a lot of surface, which is similarity, familiarity. What we don't have is much depth. God is calling us like Jacques Cousteau into an aquatic life to boldly discover in the depths of the sea of the knowledge of glory of knowing him unknown things in these days and the deeper you go into his glory the higher you rise from the dead and this is how we've discovered this path of enoch and this enoch mantle and all the depths of the sapphire stone teachings which is the true and holy kabbalah of jesus christ kabbalah is a very very deep deep mystery Okay, I know people nowadays, they just say, well, that's what the Luciferians do in the U.S. government through Freemasonry. That's not Kabbalah. That's sorcery. First and foremost, you must separate the deep mysteries of Satan, secret society, uh, Klippith, Klippithine, the Kelopat, from the holy righteous oral tradition of moses and the lamb on mount zion the deepest things of god don't be a blasphemer of the deepest depths of the ocean of the knowledge of the glory just because of your ignorance and your paranoia and your lack of understanding the things of the heavenly realm these are angelic mysteries now a lot of the angelic mysteries we know one-third are very demonic and so you're right to call one third of those angelic mysteries demonic because it's so to- totally demonic but now the mysteries of righteousness make sure you judge them righteously lest you condemn the depths of the knowledge of the covering of the glory of the sea which is the sapphire sea we can't condemn the deep things of god yet in my experience of nearly 20 years of full time ministry Most people, because of just being on surface, similar familiar waters. Comfortable
0: with the glory. They've They've become familiar with the glory of God. People learn to live in the glory and then they take it for granted. People learn to live with the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost, the baptism of fire, the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then they become familiar with the Holy Ghost. That's a dangerous place to be. You know, whatever level of Christianity that you've stepped into. Let us not grow familiar... With a God that you probably barely know. And how do I know... That after all of your years of Christianity... You still barely know God. That's true. Let it irritate the foreskin and membrane. After all your years... Of being baptized in the Holy Ghost. You barely know God. In the Psalms. And in the Proverbs. You'll find what it means to know God. It is written. He is known. Yada. Within the palaces. That's the interior mansions. That is the circumcisions of the Sephiroth. God is known through the circumcisions of the heart. He's known in the Sephirot. He's known in the palaces. If you'd like to be enlightened on that, you can watch the seven interior castles of Enoch in our master class for training in righteousness. So there you can find the chapter, number, and verse, and the Hebrew words and the definition, the strong's number. You can look that up, do your homework. After all your years of Christianity, you barely know God, biblically knowing God, he is known within the interior palaces.
1: You know, we're kind of at the point of just being in the swimming pool. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd say the glory stream is still an Olympic sized swimming pool where it goes from, you know, two feet when you get in through the stairs (laughs) And then you go down and it's you know 10 12 feet you can have a diving board on it you can dive in guys we haven't even gone into the lakes or the seas or the oceans and we know we've singed the songs you're a bottomless ocean oh my gosh the bottomless ocean is the internal rapture into infinite heavens and eternity of eternities trust me no one in this generation has obtained that yet but we're going to pioneer it and teach it so it becomes a teaching of how to accurately ascend and live in these realms with the evidence of the glory of those depths and so the evidence of those depths will always come from the mouth no one can say oh well i already know that unless they have the mouth that is the portal the holy tongue the lashon hakadesh which is the instrument of ascension of maintaining that depth Your mouth, as it's written, it's the rudder. What's the rudder? It maintains the waters. It keeps you where you are in those waters. So in order to stay in the deep of God, in the deeper places of God, to come out of the swimming pool, to come out of the lake, and to go into the ocean depths of the things of the glory, you're going to have to have a completely different tongue and mouth and that's gonna shift everything in your life. Repentance is of heart first, soul, the invisible, inner man, and then the mouth second. And if it doesn't hit the mouth, it there's no repentance. If you still talk the same, walk the same, think the same, there's no forgiveness of sin until the circumcision of the mouth has the evidence of a different communication of speech. As it's written, the heavens pour forth speech. What's the opposite of heaven's pouring forth speech? What is sin? The earth pouring forth speech. Now you can have an earthen vessel. Just make sure out of your belly flows the heavenly speech of where the Holy Spirit came from, the throne of Jesus Christ in heaven. Otherwise there's no actual repentance and it's all just carnal, Edomite, false Christianity in the earthly so what's the opposite of what we teach and preach the earthly pouring forth speech those who contradict and oppose us in these days are the earthly pouring forth speech those that are walking in obedience are the heavenly jerusalem of the heavenly jerusalem pouring forth its gospel scrolls dripping with liquid lightning and glory oil from the heavenly realms you want to be in obedience to the heavenly government and in opposition to the earthly unspiritual demonic counterfeit government in these days otherwise you'll be in wrong standing with god we need to be in right standing with god what is written i must please god and not man jesus said it to pontius pilate (laughs) i must obey my father paul said it to the romans paul said it to the jews we must obey God. The apostles said it to the Sanhedrin. Who are we to obey you? We must obey God. It is written. So a lot of the false Christianity down here in Edom, what keeps you people in that lower elevation is you think obedience is to the natural law or the natural realm or the natural man. Well, God has put Caesar, no, Jesus Christ said, Give to Caesar what Caesar. Caesar is an antichrist. Okay? We need to be obedient to Christ, disobedient to Antichrist. Now, that actually will challenge most of the Seventh Laodicean Church because they are very obedient to the Antichrist. And they'll never admit it, but obedience to the earthly is disobedience to the heavenly. And that's why they persecute the heavenly. It exposes they're in the wrong system of government. They're obedient to Esau. Mostly in ignorance. And so that's why it'll sting a little bit when we begin to expose your obedience is still to Edom. We need you to come into obedience to Israel. And Israel obedience will always bring that champagne glory through your senses where you begin to get rewarded for your obedience. A lot of people are discouraged right now because they're not rewarded. Where are the promises? Well, there's no promises in Edom. The demon robs every single thing you got. You're in hell still. So you can pretend to be obedient. You go to church every Sunday. You can even tithe. You can partner. You can do all that stuff. But if you're in Edom, you're robbed blind because you're in, the, you're in hell, in Gehenna. And Jesus Christ said that about those who believed and followed him. You're in Gehenna still. So my gospel don't work in Gehenna. It works in Israel. You'll have to come out of her, my people. Why? Because even though there is a working of the word while you're in Gehenna, which is Edom, it's all robbed blind by the demons and by the fallen angels and the principalities because your citizenship is in the wrong nation. Now we're going to come into Israel and we're going to begin to see the promises working. We're going to begin to see everything that Jesus told us manifest his glory his power his health his peace of mind his peace of bank accounts you'll never have to argue in over finances or worry about finances again ever it's a promise in the new covenant you'll never have to think about the natural realm the glory realm will become your inheritance almost no businessmen have transferred yet from Esau to jacob from edom to israel when that transition happens you're going to pioneer it amen just type it in the comments i'm pioneering israel in the marketplace and i'm repenting esau in the marketplace you have to that's your destiny 95 percent of you that's your destiny at the sound of my voice 11 out of 12 tribes are full-time holy consecrated israelite jewish circumcised of heart businessmen amen and your father is a shrewd businessman. Jesus Christ talked about business 95 times more than he talked about ministry. Every single parable is a business parable relating to the businesses of Jewish culture. All, all the sower, so and seabirds, they're an agricultural society. So it's all business parables he taught in economics almost every single parable is economics people are so deceived these days they think the parable of talents is the parable of abilities like you have talents like you're talented no a talent in a talent in ancient israel was four thousand dollars he was teaching economics he was teaching business when you're in religious spirits you don't want to learn about finances because that's the root of all evil that's still uncircumcised in your heart that needs to be the first step that you need kingdom economics you need kingdom finances not not greed not even need because there's abundance there's always an abundance with god it's not greed it's and it's not according to your need either God doesn't work by need or by greed. He works by a system of abundance of the glory of the ocean of his ability from the person of the heart that circumcised and obedient with their body going deeper into the glory every day. If you're not taking the natural realm into the glory, there's no kingship or citizenship in Jerusalem as it's written in Proverbs. God hides his things in the glory and kings go into the glory and search them out. That's going into the word. That's the word getting into you and taking your consciousness into the word of God, which is going into the glory. You only enter the glory through the word. What kind of word? The word of Jesus. He is the word of God, the Torah of God. That's the engagement of Torah. The purpose of going into Torah is to go into the glory for success. Mm -hmm. There is a good selfishness of the things of God for God. That's what you really want to get. You want to get greedy for doing the Father's will. You don't want to get greedy for self-gain and self-promotion, but there's a zeal for the Father's house that must consume you. There's a greed for the Father's house that must consume you. I'm gonna, we're going to help you people get delivered and on the right path. Amen. And he, Paul says the same thing when he says lust after spiritual gifts, which is desire with all your heart the things of the glory. The things of the throne room, the things of the 24 elders and the cheyot the living creatures around his throne, the full rainbow, the full orbit of heaven over earth with your heart circumcised and your heart becomes expanded in God. And guess what? It takes your mind, will and emotions, your soul. It takes your brain, all of it with you further and further away from sin away from greed and need and poverty and religion and earthly and edom and hell and that woe to the inhabitants of earth because satan's thrown down to you so you're further and further from satan in your heart and closer and closer to god in your heart which takes your brain with you but your brain will always be in opposition until it's renewed that's written in romans 8 and romans 12. paul's dealing with a roman church the book of romans where their heart and their mind had not yet learned how to orbit around the throne of glory and the king of glory on the throne where they were still very much orbiting around their own self and and purposes of their own uh, nephesh needs jesus christ does care not about these things for the father takes care of the sparrows how much more than you your orbit was still selfish and and paul's dealing with that now the orbit becomes jesus So when you're thinking about self and how to provide for yourself and take care of self, you're in hell. When you're learning how to minister to Jesus, take care of Jesus's needs, Mary of Bethany pouring the perfume on Jesus. She's not caring or concerned about her personal needs, is she? No, she's serving the needs of Jesus. Therefore, she went into Jesus. Where was she? At the cross. Mary of Bethany, because she had fully sacrificed the natural realm. Which is that sacred nard, which was obviously a financial thing there. If you read it, the the description of the monetary value is written, and the offense towards Satan because of the financial value. It's about the equivalent of seventy five thousand dollars with Bidenomics today. It was about fifty five thousand with Trump. Now with Biden economics, Bidenomics, it's about maybe eighty five thousand how much value that sacred nard was and that economic value is written there because she brought her body into the glory she brought her natural realm into glory you cannot devalue the gospel and take out the economic value a religious spirit will say well it's not about the money well why is the bible talk about the money then It was important that that was sacrificed, otherwise her natural realm was not even close to Jesus. Now you see how the religious spirit, Satan, the Antichrist, and Judas Iscariot reacted to that measurement of sacrificing the natural realm for Jesus Christ. It says that Judas immediately got up and ran to the Pharisees to see how much money he could get for him. So hell will react to money of selfishness, or heaven will react to money consecrated. And that's really the separation of Antichrist and Christ, or those that are in Edom, Edomite goat Christians. Right? None of them are givers, none of them are tithers, none of them obey in the natural realm at all. That's your citizenship in Edom, truly, in the parable of Mary Bethany. Amen. Truth anyhow. Or in the sheep. Now we're obedient where the natural realm does not pull my heartstrings. Secretly, everyone uncircumcised of heart is still idolaters. As it's written, the love of money is the root of all evil. The word love there means still controlled by the natural realm, which means their God is still money even if they have a poverty spirit. It, you know, all these things, these self justification doctrines, where, where I don't love money, money's not a big thing to me. It still rules your life until the root system, which is the heart system, becomes the depths of the knowledge of the glory through the circumcisions. So people that say they don't love money are still loving money unless the money is sanctified in the root system of the heart. Amen truth anyhow so after we receive circumcision of the heart there is a constant flow of faithfulness like mary of bethany of pouring it out as sacrifices and offerings if we can get that shift in our culture go from three percent to thirty percent to the true headship of the body not these hirelings out here but the ones that have the apostolic upon them from jesus not man's apostolic not edom's apostolic but the true and faithful witness of what the resurrection which is the sapphire stones the way of the heavens if that heavenly resurrection the revelation Sun and Moon teachings of the gospel from that cosmic realm the true apostolic is cosmic Apostle Paul says cosmic garments Apostle John says standing on the moon and Apostle John says coming out of the earthly into the heavenly so unless we have the cosmic gospel be certain there really is not the apostolic functioning you no know, i don't doubt the apostolic calling and the well intentions of many who call themselves apostles in these day at best they're apostolic in diapers and a lot of them are in their 50s 60s 70s they've been in full-time ministry 30 50, 50 years they're diapers they're apostolic babies and it's humiliating and hard for them to admit men and women in their 20s and 30s and 40s that are 40 years younger are hundreds and thousands of times more mature than them in the apostolic that's why you'll need great humility in these days because the true level of maturity is the rank and order on the angelic rungs because you go through the angels and the rungs of jacob's ladder rung upon rung glory upon glory of inner man development with confirming signs and wonders on the outside to establish government so when you have all the immaturity calling itself maturity what you're going to have is chaos a hundred thousand different opinions down here that's why judgment needs to come to the house of god because people are calling maturity all these apostles down here that are absolutely not maturity they're very earthly they they might preach purification sanctification but do their teachings represent the resurrection do they produce A person who's stable on the heavenly rungs if not the teaching the mouth reveals the immaturity if the preaching and the teaching is not producing resurrection and ascension through the biblical form that we have now in the oral tradition of jesus christ that we bring in rlm tv red letter ministries television is the oral tradition of jesus christ It is the fulfillment of the oral tradition of Moses in these days, which is the true and faithful witness of the resurrection or how to be resurrected biblically that pleases the Holy Spirit in the heavens. That is the culture of the holy angels in the heavens, where the angels say, that's what we're into. And you go right up into where they are and be with them in those places, and you learn their ways. That's to be with the angels is to be with the oral tradition of Jesus Christ it is a teaching it is a culture it is over the earth it's not under the earth it's a different system and so that is what will completely destroy Babylon the great in these days that high tower that Edom built that false Christianity built even false glory Christianity that still surface waters we've never gone into the depths no generation of the glory of God has gone into the depths until now that's why all the shoe boxes were empty sands of time prophecy of Bob Jones they're all empty I'll tell you a great mystery in this generation predestined for to go into the heavens and teach starry Christianity true celestial cosmic righteousness all of those shoe boxes for Joel's army had moon boots in them which means the answer to the calling and the destiny to be a part of God's army in these days requires the minimum level of living on the moon. All the earthly circumcisions is still just getting Edom out of your hearts, getting Egypt and Egypt sorcery out of your bones and marrow and brains and thought life. As that is obliterated and you're untethered from the earthly and the path is put before you, the teachings of righteousness, the path of the righteous that shines ever brighter. That. You'll just go right up. So it's only difficult when you have so many things holding you earthly, so many connections to Edom, so many teachings from Edom's Christianity. As those are severed and pruned and cut away from your hearts and minds and bones and marrow by the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, you'll begin to rise from the dead into the heavenly glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We pray for your obedience to the heavenly calling that you would judge yourselves worthy of the heavenly calling and understand what is required, the requirements to merit those higher rungs in your hearts and your minds and your bones. You merit a greater glory because you take your body with you into angelic obedience and then you begin to omit a greater Shekinah. It's time to come out of the diapers of grace only and come into meriting the rewards of revelation 22 jesus christ said behold i am coming quickly to give to each one what they've merited their rewards it is written in jesus name may each and every one of you merit a greater glory by obedience of your body and everything that you steward in the natural realm and the thoughts of your heart the mental moral attitude of your mind and the finances and the time spent in the natural realm. Get confirmations. Talk to the Holy Spirit. He's an ever-present help in a time of need. You need the Holy Spirit to deliver you. You need your angels to help you. Ask your angels. It's okay to communicate to angels. Every person in the Bible talks to angels. If you're not talking to angels, you're not a biblical Christian yet. Talk to your angels. They're right there. Oftentimes, they're just waiting for you to talk to them, and to wake up to become part of their angelic culture. And they are the angels of the resurrection that help you go from glory to glory in the power of the Holy Spirit, now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. It all froze. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed members of our beloved RLM TV community and honored guests, it is with a heart full of gratitude and excitement that I am before you today to discuss a matter of great importance, one that transcends the boundaries of our individual lives and reaches into the very core of our collective mission as viewers and supporters of RLM TV. Today we come together not only as fans but as stewards of a divine calling, a calling to support the works of ministry and secure a home for our spiritual journey right here in the heart of Florida. As many of you are aware, the ministry we share through RLM TV is not confined to digital screens before us. It extends beyond reaching into the lives of those in need, offering solace to the weary and spreading the message of love and compassion to all corners of our digital community. It is a ministry fueled by faith, compassion, and a deep-seated commitment to making a positive impact in the lives of others. Our vision is clear, our mission resolute, and the path ahead very promising. Yet to achieve the great heights we envision, we must confront the practical realities that come with the responsibility of sustaining and expanding our ministry through RLM TV. Today I stand before you to speak about the need for us to join hands and hearts in taking up support and offerings, not merely as an obligation, but as an opportunity to invest in the divine work we are collectively undertaking. First and foremost, let us reflect on the significance of supporting RLM TV. Support is not merely a financial transaction, it is a sacred act of obedience, trust, and gratitude. By giving our support, we express our faith in the divine providence that guides and sustains us. It is a way for us to acknowledge the blessings bestowed upon us and to share those blessings with others. When we support, we actively participate. In the continuation of God's work through the powerful medium of RLM TV. Now, as we consider the expansion of our ministry through RLM TV and the need for a permanent digital home here in Florida, let us view this as an exciting opportunity to sow seeds that will bear fruit for generations to come. Just as a farmer invests in fertile soil to yield a bountiful harvest, we too are called to invest in the digital soil of our community, providing a stable and nurturing environment for the growth of our spiritual family. The acquisition of resources is not a mere transaction. It is an investment in the future of our ministry through RLM TV. It is a commitment to create a space where lives will be transformed, where people will find refuge in times of trouble, and where the light of our shared faith will shine brightly for all to see on the screens that connect us. I understand that each of us has unique circumstances and the level of contribution may vary. However, let us remember that it is not the size of the offering that matters most, but the spirit with which it is given. Whether our gift is large or small, let it be a reflection of our dedication to the work of the divine through RLM TV. As we embark on this journey together, let us be inspired by the words of the Apostle Paul. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9 7. May our collective support overflow with joy and purpose. May our contributions be a testament to our commitment to the works of ministry through RLM TV and the establishment of a spiritual home in this beautiful part of God's creation. Together, let us build a legacy that will endure, a legacy that speaks not only of our faith, but of the boundless love that unites us all. Thank you and may God bless each and every one of you abundantly as we embark on this sacred journey together through RLM TV. Amen.